and we're live hello people <laughs> welcome back to the show eric so glad to have you on thank you very much nate it is uh, a pleasure <laughs> truly excuse oh, yeah me. yeah it's uh it's it's always a great time and uh i've i've been super busy lately so i haven't been able to keep up with the podcast as much as i've wanted to um and Hank has also been really busy. So, you know, I, I was just kind of going thinking about like, oh, yeah, I ought to just hit up some of the guests that I've had on for uh, for repeats. Everybody seems to have a fun time. So, uh, uh, yeah. So I'm glad to have you on again. Dude, I love it, man. Thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate it. You know, I love uh, getting on here because it really gets me, you know, talking. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Like, mm-hmm that's yeah that's really true and i want to eventually get out my podcast and i say that like every single time i'm on here but <laughs> hopefully just, no people it's funny because a lot of people i know have, have tried it and they're just like this is so much fun i want to do it too and it yeah. is a lot of work it is a lot of work and that's why i've been a little uh having a little trouble getting it out lately mm-hmm. um because I'm, i've been having to prioritize going to school while working a full-time job so oh my gosh um, dude my respect yeah, a, bro my <laughs> respect my respect man um i i'm also in college right now and uh i can barely like get good grades man like yeah well, I, I, I only have three anything. classes at least so i'm taking okay. it a little slow i'm not doing that's smart time student and full-time job okay. but i don't <laughs> think smart. i wouldn't be able to handle that <laughs> Yeah, man, that's a little bit different, but that's smart, man. That's smart. And it's also, um, you know, one of the coolest things about podcasting, I feel like it's, uh, you know, it's it's your own thing. You know, you can really do whatever you want. Like no one's really forcing you as far as I'm yeah. concerned. You know, I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not really in the business just yet, but yeah, we're just having fun and it's a hobby. And yeah, it's just it's it's really what it is, is it's a it's an art form, you know. Right. And some people are able to uh, to make money off of that and become a professional. But mm-hmm. most of all, you know, it's all about having fun and being creative and expressive and uh, talking through ideas with interesting people. So uh, it's just yeah. a way to make life a little bit more fun. It is, man. Yeah. And then also like going back and listening to your your past podcast. I don't know if we touched this the last time, but it's great. Like, I just love like listening back to your own podcast, you know, it's kind of oh, like when you. you, when you listen back to you, like sometimes you make music mm-hmm. and, or not even your own music, any music, you know, you put yeah. on a record and it kind of like, it teleports you or it, it kind of, um, it's kind of like magic, you know, it, it kind of sends you off into this certain zone and puts you in this certain feeling and every single song puts you in a different feeling and, it's kind of the same with podcasts, you know, except you can kind of like create and mm-hmm. enhance your own little conversation, which you can always go back to at any point. Anyone can do that at any point in the future. Yeah. And head. everybody has these interesting conversations. And I think that's what people start thinking about. Like, wow, I have had really interesting conversations with people. What yes. if I had those recorded? Right, And then you do record them and you go back through and listen and you're just like, whoa, I didn't even remember I said that or they said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times you don't really realize like in life, just like the important moments or significant moments up until you're looking back in them. And the fact that you can have like a visual or audio <laughs> uh, recording of that 
it's crazy, you know, because for me myself, already with uh, like when I'm having conversations with people, sometimes I'll like go off, I'll go away, I'll go somewhere else, you know, I'll go in my mind and I'll start thinking like some random thing. I'm like, I'll get mad at myself because I'm like, what am I thinking about this? You know, I'm supposed to be listening to this person, yeah. you know, like what he's telling me is huge, but then like I'll never be able to know what he said because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where I was, you know, but like yep. with podcasts. There's no, there's no 15 second back button. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, which God. All God, the dude. time. All the time. Dude. Sometimes when I'm listening to like live recording soon and like I'll do the thing where I'll, I'll fucking open Instagram or something mm-hmm. and then like I won't listen to the past like 30 seconds that just happened and then I'm like oh my god okay let me go back and I'm like oh shit it's live mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I can't go back <laughs> yeah that's the only uh, my oh. only qualm with uh, watching twitch streams I'm just like I want to go back 30 seconds every <laughs> minute or two. Oh god I'm a know, two dude. steps forward one step back kind of <laughs> listener <laughs> dude I feel you man yeah and yeah dude there's there's two things that make that a little bit easier for me and that's uh weed and the <laughs> 15 second back button yeah yeah <laughs> man that's both what I crucial love. components both crucial components and you can't have education one <laughs> <laughs> exactly man that's the combo right there that's the five-star combo that you want yeah so <laughs> you were telling me that um you just recently took a trip to egypt Yes, sir. I, that is so I cool. I want to hear about that. Man, well, I, I honestly feel like crazy blessed that I was able to go on this trip. It's my first time out of the country. Yeah. And I basically went out to Turkey first, mm-hmm. which was insane. The like the the amount of p- the poverty class over there in, in Turkey and as well as in a lot of these other countries that I visited over in the Middle East. The, the, the poor class was like super well educated and it was like it was so it blew my mind because mm-hmm. were you over in Istanbul? I was. Yeah, I went over. Yeah. To Istanbul. Hank's girlfriend is actually from Istanbul. Oh, no way, man. Yeah. Dude, that's insane, bro. That's that's like one of the things about, you know, traveling, obviously, is, you know, you get to meet other places. And then, mm-hmm. for example, at the school that I go to. A bunch of these people are from from Asia. I, I go to the University of Texas in Dallas, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of uh, Asian people, a lot of Indian people, uh, uh, you know, a lot of different types. And now that I've had that experience where I went over to a different country, you know, hearing where people are from and like knowing that you've been there or like similarly, it's completely different. You know, you, yeah, you have like a slight understanding of the culture of you know Mm -hmm. there's a connection there exactly yeah you don't just see them as um (laughs) i don't know like this this um foreign person who is trying to make it in america or something like that i don't know but but rather you see like um like you you think about their food and like their vocabulary and their bodies their body movement and everything is so like bizarre man how different cultures are and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that's why i'm with uh with latino people because i've been to mexico i've been to many uh the you know i've been to places down in the uh, caribbean um in south america and i also have been 
uh, I've lived in the Southern United States for my whole life. And so I've just known so many people who were from, you know, Honduras or Mexico or something, you know, uh, Cuba. And like you said, there's a, is, is a big difference whenever you have some kind of connection, you have a friend, you have, you know, their food, their culture, something about their country, or you've been there. There is a connection that gets, uh, that gets made there that, uh, that always feels a little special. It almost is like a little wink, yeah. like, Hey, yeah, I, I know, I, I know, I know what's up here. <laughs> right, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that part of traveling is, is fucking crazy. Like that, that's just proof to me that, you know, traveling is worth it. It's probably like one of the most worth it things out there, yeah. you know, cause you can't buy that. You can't, you can't buy being able to go up to someone and have that connection, you know, like you got to go experience that, you know, you got to go learn, live that. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, after I went to Istanbul in Turkey, I went down to Africa, to Egypt and I went down the Nile River and I went up back up the Nile River and went to like every major location or uh, wonder or <laughs> whatever it's called. In, in so Egypt. you were like on, on like like a riverboat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, like that's that. so cool. Yeah, man. But it, it's OK. So <clears throat> you'd be so surprised to see. Well, I was surprised to see how fucking small the Nile River is. Like, dude. You, we could barely fit like the really the, the cruise yeah man the whole nile river like but i think it's like the second or third longest river in the world yeah it's super small man you probably it's couldn't really even thin, fit huh? like yeah man it's that blew my mind bro that, that is surprising <laughs> i thought it would have been like you know uh, i mean I, I don't know have you ever been like on the mississippi <laughs> river um i think i've been like on one end of it i don't know if i've been on mississippi river is pretty pretty wide you know it's yeah. it can be it can be right. like a mile wide in some in some places it's a it's a pretty freaking big ass river but yeah the nile sounds a little bit more like the colorado where it's just like yeah, it's yeah. Just pretty and not so <laughs> yeah, it's look, a long river but it's not all that big yeah come across it pretty easily you look you look on one side and you got a bunch of land you turn the other side and you got like a bunch of land right here yeah Dude, one of the craziest things that happened while we were on that boat is that people would come on tiny boats on the side of us and they would start throwing bags of clothes at us. What? And they were trying to sell it. Whoa, no and they way. Were, they were like, yeah, look at this. And they would like open up in like a tiny little like boat that they would <laughs> row up to the cruise <laughs> and then they would tie onto it. And like, I remember my friend threw like you put the money in the bag and then you throw it back. No, it's way. so hard because it's a tiny little <laughs> boat, and you're like four stories up, and you're what going a, fast as fuck. <laughs> what a way to make a living, man! <laughs> it's like man, a t-shirt in an economy. For what real, in like the world. <laughs> like I don't know if that's even legal or what. They just like <laughs> like pirates, bro. It's just yeah. funny. <laughs> you guys want you guys want some pyramid t-shirts? No excuses. Got man. King Tut. I'll tell you what. Oh my god! Like the. The, like the selling people in egypt mm-hmm. holy shit bro i have not seen you have not seen determination until you go like try to walk past one of these people in the street that try to sell you stuff oh my gosh bro it's almost impossible to go through and not get something oh man it's insane bro. they, they, they have like a heavily tourism based economy right 
Yeah, like, I'm gonna have a little oil in there or something, but yeah, they don't really have a ton of resources. I think most like a huge portion of the economy is based on around tourism. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I I think that's why the lower class is so educated. Well, I don't I don't think that's the main reason, but I think that since they are constantly dealing with so much tourism from all over the world, you know, they are having to sell to all types of people. So they mm -hmm. just like naturally learn the languages. So they got to hustle. Yeah. Like the normal standard there of living is like growing up speaking three or four languages, you know, just naturally. And yeah, and that's like normal. And, you know, it's pretty crazy. That is wild. Yeah. So you, uh, you uh, uh, since you said you went to all the wonders, I assume you went to the Great Pyramids. I went, I went to the Great Pyramids, man. Did you get to go inside? I, I got to go inside, bro. Apparently, cool. dude, I thought it was going to be like when when my dad first told me about the trip. I thought he was he said, "Oh, we we'll, we're, we're gonna be lucky if we go inside. Maybe yeah. we'll go inside. You kind of have to be lucky to get inside. A lot of people don't. Yeah, and then and then he said, um. He was like, yeah, and you also won't be able to get on top of it like mm -hmm. at all. Like, don't even yeah. think about climbing because you won't be able to. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. You know, the pyramids of Giza, why would anyone try to climb them? Or, yeah. you know, go inside seems like a super privilege. But when we got there, man, um, it was the same thing with like the Egyptians, like, you know, that that uh, selling attitude or mm -hmm. constant determination is like it's so present even in the pyramids and like it was crazy man like as soon as we got to the pyramids it was like buy your tickets to go inside the pyramids and everybody was super open to it and it was so funny man like before i went in like this security guard he was like come over here come over here get on top of the pyramid i'll allow it <laughs> I'll, t I'll take a picture for you and i'm like oh shit really okay thank you <laughs> and he's he's sitting on a camel so so i'm like okay this guy's legit i think <laughs> so i just give him my iphone and i go climb the fucking pyramid and <laughs> he takes a picture and i come back and it's a cool ass picture man he did a great job that's I, amazing I, dude i grabbed the climb picture the pyramid in Giza. <laughs> that's <laughs> incredible did, but the funniest part to jail for that oh my god i know bro i know i almost did bro i, I did it again bro <laughs> i did you it again couldn't couldn't just just get the one <laughs> no bro i i went up and then some kids saw me doing it and he went up the other side as well and then the police got super mad at me and they're like get mm -hmm. down and started yelling at me and then they saw the other kid and started yelling at the other kid. And the mm -hmm. other kid went like straight down. And I went around the pyramid and went like down on the other side. <laughs> so I was okay. But the funny part is that after the security guard took a picture of me, he he, he went like, like. Yeah, you wanted to charge him some yeah, money he, for it. He, dude, and I swear to God, I gave him freaking gum, bro. I was like, hey, I don't have money, man. But I got these, I got these mints. <laughs> and he was like. Oh, no way. You traded climbing the pyramid at Giza for a <laughs> pack of gum. That is what an incredible, what an incredible move. That's oh, some, that's some bartering right there, man. That's some skill. I'll tell you what, though, if, if you just go and you get tickets to go in, which I don't know how rare that is. It may be rare, but they always sell tickets at the at the entrance. So it's probably you know. a little it's probably a little bit easier right now because people are yeah. still worried about COVID. Yeah. 
but and they're probably just desperate for tourists there yeah man yeah but whenever you you start going inside you have to get like the entrance to the pyramid i don't know if there's two entrances i think there is but mm-hmm. I think i'm not so. sure i think they closed one of them um that it used to be like lower to the ground or something like that but the one that's open right now you have to get you have to get on top of the pyramid like a few a few blocks up and the blocks are huge man you have to like like almost do a muscle up to get up there you know what i mean like <laughs> they're like almost as big as my body man i was so impressed like i really was like I, when you see the pictures you think it's like oh just i don't know you know like little tiny rocks put together yeah. but it's like the landscape is so wide and just open yeah. it's hard to get get a sense of scale yeah there's there's nothing there so the only thing you can compare it to are the other fucking rocks there yeah. so so you know the rocks are huge but to get in, you have to get on top of the pyramid. So you're kind of guaranteed to get on top of the pyramid, gotcha. to go in, which is pretty, pretty wild. And there were also like a lot of entrances, like weird tombs on the side. And um, and you can get into like every pyramid. If you, if you just get money, Egyptians love money. You know, they'll, they're super chill, man. Really, yeah. like the people that work there. Like I just went to another pyramid where there was nobody at. And I was like, Yo, so you th- can I go in? And they're like, yeah, if you have your ticket. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so I just got to go buy a ticket. But, dude, the, the insights of the pyramids were insane. Like, you go in, and it's literally just like a almost completely vertical stair all the way up to the top of the pyramid. Really? Well, yeah. I thought it went down. It goes up? Yeah, it goes up, man. It goes up super up for like a long ass time and there's like no space it's like a tiny ass hallway so you're mm-hmm. like crouched like this trying to get trying to get up super like hot bro yeah it's almost like oh a yeah i yeah. bet it was hot as fuck in there hot as fuck dude and you know you're fucking climbing for your life super high up it's terrifying bro there's like a bunch of people behind you on top of you <laughs> dude it's terrifying bro i wonder how many human avalanches have fallen down in there just somebody <laughs> stumbling and bumping into the person behind them and creating a domino chain. oh my gosh dude I don't, I don't know how they used to do it like with the with the actual egyptians because oh you know like they Nuts. were the reasons that they built the pyramids was to have tums right like yeah for the for the kings yeah and yeah. gods or whatever but how often do they go in them you know like because how the fuck did they even do that (laughs) yeah that's that's a good question that i've always wondered is that like were those really were those like meant to be like mausoleums and cemeteries where you know there might be a relative or somebody or a priest or somebody that goes in there every now and then or was there like regular traffic in and out of the pyramids yeah yeah right man I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe most of the time that they had the pyramids for it was really just for construction. Yeah. You know, they really just did it for the construction of it. You know, yeah, sometimes I monument. Yeah. When I was um like looking at a lot of the hieroglyphics and shit like that, like in the museums of Egypt. <laughs> like it's it's crazy, man. Like yeah, you can totally tell that these guys were doing DMT, man. <laughs> it was insane. Like and that, that made me wonder, like, um, what the pyramids were kind of for, because 
when you look at the stuff that they would have like on writing and shit like that they would say uh that they would go through a lot of like they would cross a lot of like metaphorical stuff you know whether it is bodies of water or great uh distances they would or or even like pass to another um like another dimension you know i don't know what they would call it yeah. but and they would almost like talk to a god and that god would kind of like instruct them well this is just what i like what i read in the museums but this is what i like i, I can like kind of understand mm-hmm. and basically like that person who goes on this journey probably psychedelic journey yeah or whatever they go on this journey talk to this god and they come back and the god basically tells them that if you do this shit for me or if if you do something like this the more like beautiful stuff that you build for me on earth the further into you know uh like i don't know i guess the equivalent of nirvana you get into you know or like different realms or the god realms you know i guess kind of like i don't know if it's a reincarnation or kind of like your own physical body or some shit like that yeah i don't know enough about it but yeah there's definitely some psychedelic stuff in there oh yeah man i mean i think uh i think most cultures around the world that had some kind of access to psychedelics used them in uh, and at least ancient cultures used them in some yeah. sort of uh, um, ceremonial way. Mm-hmm. And I know I do know that I'm not sure if it was in Egypt, um, but in the uh, in the Middle East, um, acacia was used as a kind of psychedelic thing, and it mm-hmm. does contain uh, DMT. And they think that that might be what a what Moses's burning bush was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and if you think about it, like if if psychedelics, you know, were been part of all of these cultures and part of all these rituals and and all of this, you know, and and then you for millennia and then you, you go back to the present and you got all of these rituals, but you don't got the psychedelics, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's I've heard it. <laughs> been compared to people gathering around like a bunch of logs and being like oh this fire is so warm this fire <laughs> yeah. is so nice you know but they're not it's like the fire is not there you yeah know? <laughs> maybe they painted it to look like fire yeah yeah but exactly yeah it's it is and and you know even with like something like the pyramids that big geometric triangular thing like i've mm-hmm. had mushroom trips that made me it, that i saw you know, mm-hmm. uh, triangular things and geometric shapes in. And I could yeah. totally see somebody doing that sort of ritual and being like, yes. Yeah. We must create the triangle. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. So or, did you, um, oh, sorry, gun. Well, I was just going to say, or you talked to some guy who told you how to build a triangle yeah, yeah. or, or yeah, whatever. But what, what were you saying? <laughs> um, did you get to go to the, uh, to the Sphinx? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all right next to each other. Oh, yeah. And I even went to this light show that was like at night onto the pyramids and the Finks and like every oh, single pyramid cool. in the middle of the desert, bro, with light shows and music and at night, bro, like with the stars in the middle of the desert. 
she was some like ancient pharaoh being like <laughs> you know what will my tomb be used for in 2000 you know 7000 years Oh, it's going to be used for an EDM show. You're going to play Pink Floyd live music yeah, on this. There's going to be people dancing, <laughs> lasers. Oh it's going to be fantastic. You're going to be people it. eating the flesh of the gods watching Pink Floyd on the, <laughs> on the Finks. I hope, I hope that guy uh, is looking down on that. Just like, this is glorious. This is humanity. And you know what's the best part, bro? What's that? Literally, like ninety percent of the people there that ass were asleep, bro. <laughs> what? Yeah, they were all just asleep. They were all snoring. It was insane. I, I don't know if it was like <laughs> hypnotic or like something that the pyramids just give off at night, bro. But everybody was just like knocked out, bro. Just passed out, huh? Passed out, bro. And I was so confused. I was like, all these people paid all this money to come to this part of the world and are okay with like falling asleep through the entire like night show that they completely just like paid a bunch of money to yeah, watch in the middle of a yeah like a laser light music yeah, show man. i don't that's... know <laughs> i don't know man i mean that's wild I, I yeah at the top of the pyramid once you climb the entire pyramid there is a there's the tome there's the you know the actual like capsule where the tome used to be and mm-hmm. um and yeah, man, you know, it's like, it's weird ass energies, bro. It's weird, weird vibes. Like you get to a place where a human has been sitting for thousands, who knows how many years, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And who knows for what reason, you know, like who knows what the fuck? I mean, we can only suspect that they were trying to, you know, uh, extend like the human decaying process by so much so that hopefully one day, you know, once we have that right technology or whatever, you could come back. But just the concept that thousands and thousands of years ago, there were people like conceptualizing this types of stuff. And like, yeah. I, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because kind of like p- humans have always been kind of trying to cheat death or whatever, I guess. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just like this weird, spooky vibe at the top of the pyramid, bro. I've the heard whole- being in the pyramid is really, really weird. Yeah, like walking out of the pyramid, you like it, it's, you feel like a different person, bro. That is so cool. I don't know if it's placebo effect, bro, that you just like, damn. So that was really it, huh? That was like what everybody's talking about. And, and you're like, damn, maybe it's the actual like disappointment that changes you. But <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, well, it, it also probably has to do with uh, what kind of person you are, you know, a sensitive, thoughtful person like yourself yeah. would go in there and be like thinking about like, oh, yeah, this is where this somebody laid for thousands and thousands of years where somebody else would just be, be like, wow, it's always really short and small. Um, this is uncomfortably <laughs> hot. Jeez, I just want to go. This sucks. <laughs> and then they get out and they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. <Egypt>. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. It's it's a crazy, a crazy trip. You have to go, man. You should go. Whenever you get I would chance. love to. I would one absolutely of, love to. One of the crazy things about the actual city of Egypt, I guess uh Cairo, if you want to be more specific, because I mm-hmm. I met a I met a friend there, super cool guy, man. He actually lived in California, so that's why we kind of clicked. 
but Egyptians are super cool, man. They have this type of um, like um, they have a way of treating their guests that's really good. You know, a good good hospitality. Mm-hmm. You know, per se. But when I went there, bro, two things blew my fucking mind. Besides everything else, one thing was. I guess their tobacco. Their tobacco was delicious. Oh yeah, their tobacco is really good, and I was not expecting it to get some good hookah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it was crazy, man. They're super, super famous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And number two was McDonald's. Oh my (laughs) god, dude, it is huge. The burgers in fucking Egypt and Africa of McDonald's are probably the biggest in the world, bro. (laughs) Really. Yeah, bro. Probably no one fucking knows because no one ever like expects that. You know, no one yeah, ever is no, thinking I like definitely wouldn't have thought of that. The best McDonald's is in Africa. Dude, I <laughs> bet you that it is like, oh my gosh, the burgers are huge, man. I would have thought Surprising. that McDonald's would have had like you know, kind of universal ingredient oh no por- and portion standards. No, oh, they just no. uh no man not even in portion they fuck with their menu too bro yeah. you'd be surprised like what they sell in turkey <laughs> bro. like falafel and shit there yeah they'd be selling <laughs> the weirdest things bro because <laughs> i mean a lot of these countries don't even have you know meat and the resources uh-huh. you know and then but dude it's like they'd be some, some of the stuff is like really good and different mm-hmm. but like in Turkey, McDonald's was terrible. They had Kentucky Fried Chicken, terrible. Canes, terrible. Every every like fast food was like so depressing, dude. Mm-hmm. Compared to America, it was so depressing. But I mean, like if you went to an actual like Arabic restaurant, then you would have been set, man. You get your bowl of olives and your mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> your fucking fit of cheese, and you're set, man. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard. I think that. Istanbul especially because it's like it's a pretty modern city and you know it's a normal it's like a um this is something that people often don't understand and why like you were saying travel is so important like people in America often don't understand that like Istanbul is not all that different than a place like Dallas or like New York or like Los Angeles it's a it's a normal modern city with skyscrapers and condos and fast food and great restaurants and shitty restaurants and suburbs and, and you know it's just it's a city and for some reason a lot of americans just don't understand that like you know cities exist outside of america and europe <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i know man it's probably better than america honestly it's it's so impressive. They have the Especially biggest places, you know. Th- yeah, they have the biggest airport in the world, man. Istanbul. Yeah, it's a huge hub, huh? Huge it's travel hub. Huge, man. It's really big. And um it's the the amount of buildings that they have as well, and the way that they are structured and put is like incredibly like genius, man. It's on a, it's like a whole nother level, bro. It's it's um it's way better than Mexico. It's way better than like mm-hmm. America. There is so much like housing, like be- beautiful buildings, bro. So many, and they all have great views. They all have mm-hmm. windows, you know. 
and it's yeah. never a view to another building that's the cool part it's always like oh that's cool a view to like you know the mountains or whatever. yeah there's like a wider uh landscape yeah. <laughs> view and all the buildings that's awesome yeah yeah cool, that's that's super cool it was cool man it was really cool especially like seeing there was this one point where i had europe right in front of me like there was this river mm-hmm. i had europe right in front of me and asia i was sitting in on asia and i had like europe like right in front of me oh wow that's awesome and it, yeah it was really cool man it's a beautiful place bro beautiful place yeah I, i'm i'm uh, definitely definitely a little jealous <laughs> <laughs> but i'm glad to be able to have you on to talk about it i can live vicariously through you you know the the next place that i went to after africa which there's still so much to talk about, man. I really could sit here and like for hours talk to you about <laughs> Egypt, bro. I'm well, you you know it. you're welcome to come on anytime, man. I love having <laughs> you on, so so we can we can go. Uh, um, I can't sit here all night, but we can uh, we can definitely have you back on too if we run out of time. So, man, of course, and also I would love to have you on my podcast. And yes, yeah, I'm saying it because it happened because you know it happened right yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how manifestation works <laughs> that's right man let's do it but yeah man i would love to to, to have you on my podcast as well man any yeah. i would love to come back here anytime man you know oh yeah for sure i love talking with you man but yeah go on uh where'd you where'd you, you were saying uh, after you went to africa after i went to africa i went to dubai oh wow yeah dubai that's an interesting city it's a big change going from africa to to dubai you know a little bit um (laughs) it was it was mind-blowing bro especially the temperature i don't know how many Mm -hmm. people know the location of dubai but it's literally in like the middle of the fucking desert it's in the middle east it's um it's along a isn't it along a shoreline and then yeah. they have that uh they have that big like artificial island chain that they built yeah. out there like yeah. yeah and yeah so Dubai is about as close as you can get to on Earth is seeing like what a Mars terraforming project <laughs> oh yeah you know, like a Mars colony or oh, something yeah. like it's totally inhospitable point. to human life. <laughs> And they, they because oh. they have shitloads of oil there, oh. they just crank in the dough. Somehow they make it possible, man. It's like it's like, hmm, where should we build? Where's like the worst place to build a city, just so we can flex on everyone that we have that we can have like such a cool place. It's such a flex, man. The next thing they're gonna do is just like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna build a new colony underneath the ocean. Well, here's what. Here's what they're actually doing, man. Right now, they're no, actually they're actually doing it. No, well, they're not. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> they're starting Atlantis, man. <laughs> oh no, no, man. Oil but actually, Atlantis. <laughs> they they are building like they they plan to build like more artificial islands in the mm-hmm. future. Like have a few of those um, palms that look like palm trees. But what they're building right now, man, is I think like a $5.6 billion moon, like a huge moon, bro. Like that orbits the earth? <laughs> no, I think it's just like a statue of a big ass oh. moon. Oh, just a big, just a big monument. <laughs> I think, dude, I don't know if they're actually going to like send it up to space or something. <laughs> that would be really funny. Like our moon isn't good enough. We're going to build a new one. 
and then we're gonna go to that moon and call oh. it ours <laughs> oh, um, we're gonna build a colony on our moon that we built <laughs> we need more more gravity so we, we plan on <laughs> making they, another they moon. end up fucking up the tides and stuff <laughs> causing global pandemonium god damn it dubai bro oh yeah dubai is wild man that is such a i mean cra- they're wild man insane wild. like i don't know if anyone uh if any of the listeners um out there have, have, have kind of seen videos or pictures of, of various places and like the wealthy parts of dubai and stuff but it really is just like one of the strangest things to see just what happens when people are just given near unlimited wealth. Yeah. It's- first of all, the police ride around in Lamborghinis. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? I think they I do that one time. Oh they my do. god. They got yeah. the did you did you happen to see the uh it, I, I, I this may be in I'm pretty sure it's in Dubai. Um the Burj Khalifa. Oh, yeah. Tallest building in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, not only is the tallest building in the world, but the base, like it has Mm -hmm. to have a big base, right? Yeah. Because it's the tallest fucking building in the world. And the whole science around it is that it goes like very skinny at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, the the, super villain looking. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure the only point of it is to like be the tallest building in the world. <laughs> I think so. like, I think so. like how villainly is that? You know, they're like, oh, cool. You guys got the tallest building. Okay. Now that that's a thing, we're going to make it. <laughs> and we're going to make it very sharp and pointy. Right, right. We're going to make it really hard for anyone to be stab the sky rather than yeah. scrape it. We're going to make it almost impossible to tell that it's the tallest building in the world because it's so skinny. that You can't even <laughs> see it from five miles away, but it's still going to be the tallest building in the world. Still the best by, man. Def- by definition, you know, points but, scoreboard. Yeah. Not only does the score there, man, but let me tell you this. The base of it is a fucking mall. And not only is it a mall, oh, really? But the mall is the biggest mall in the world. Okay? (laughs) It's the biggest mall in the world. And within that mall, there is the biggest aquarium in the world. And also the world's biggest water dancing fountains, which are incredible. Which also light up and dance with the building. So, you know. um, These dudes must all have micro penises. (laughs) <laughs> this is just the most incredible example of overcompensation I've ever heard. Yeah, we got the biggest this and the biggest that and the biggest that. And oh, it's all man. right here and it's going to thrust up to the sky. Yeah. Basically, man. Basically, it's 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 incredible, man. I mean, <laughs> God damn it, you measure from the balls or from the base? <laughs> With your oh. tower. Oh, God. Oh my goodness! Sorry, man. keep interrupting you. This is just this is fun. No man, yeah, it's, it's fucking insane, bro. They have like the biggest everything, bro. <laughs> and if they don't, they will yeah. in a little bit. Yeah. God, bro, it's 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 insane, man. Yeah. Including the biggest egos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. God, dude, it's 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 fascinating some of the cool stuff about these places is their laws like you gotta know like yeah, what you you're be doing careful. because these Especially people in are, like dubai Ooh. oh yeah you can get oh, big yeah. trouble big trouble man big trouble you do not want to fuck around there Mm-mm. no man like i'm pretty sure like there if you steal something 
like it's like prison for life yeah, no matter get, what it is you can get tossed into a foreign prison for yeah stealing shit. yeah yeah but it's funny because if you only get thrown in prison if you did if you like didn't need it like if you needed to do it they'll forgive you like if you were oh, hungry really? and you still to eat that's fine you can do it but it's really interesting if you still just had a pure greed or like pure stealing like you have no reason to steal though so if you're like a homeless person you steal some some food or something they won't really uh they won't do anything no man they'll be okay now, is with that it. in their law or is that just like a, a general thing that they're that they do to the kind of overlook no man it's definitely in their law and it, not only is it in their in their law but they also like help support that person and put them back on their feet interesting yeah i guess yeah, so- i mean if you got all that fucking money why not I mean, <laughs> like, hey, bro, are you seeing these fountains, man? Why are you stealing food? We can help you out. Come on. Yeah. Come on down, come on yeah. down to the shelter. Exactly. Exactly. I got these yeah. oil bucks, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's fucking crazy, man. It's it's insane, man. They uh yeah, I, I also went to there's this um oh my god, what's it called? This in Dubai, it's uh Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah, that has the fastest roller coaster in the world. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Did you go it's on really it? Cool. No, man. It was it was fucking close, bro. Uh Yeah. It, it's ironic. It's like it's the fastest roller coaster in the world, but they don't want to have it going so much because, um, I think there's like not enough people, or like they want to wait until there's enough people want to get on it until they like send it that full or something. Sense. That makes yeah. sense. They probably once again probably waiting waiting on this COVID uh, tourism uh, <laughs> lacks to to blow over before they can do the little grand opening. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, Dubai is still very strict with face masks, man. That's something. Oh, really? You got to wear a mask everywhere, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't really surprise me too much, considering how much like tourism and right. travel they get. Yeah. Um, if mm. I was, if I was a, a, a nation like that, it's just like, oh yeah, what it was, was somebody gonna tell me? Yeah. Yeah. We don't. I don't need your fucking. I don't need your money. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see our big cool buildings or not? Put on a fucking mask. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, dude, it was one thing that was super interesting about my trip was a plane ride, bro. Oh yeah, super trippy, man. Super trippy. I don't know if you've ever been on like a twelve or more transatlantic flight. flight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been on a few of them, and they're oh. long and bro. But yeah, I, I'm lucky that I'm able. I have a sleeping disorder that allows me to sleep in almost any possible situation. Wow. <laughs> I have this wow. thing called hypersomnia. Really? So, uh, yeah, I can just I can just pass the fuck out. It's similar wow. to narcolepsy whoa not exactly not exactly the same thing i gotta be careful if i'm driving at night usually i have my uh my girlfriend drive at night if we're doing a a long drive or something like that yeah wow dude that's crazy (laughs) um well dude basically the craziest part about my way on my drive back from turkey to um to united states was I saw the sun rise like three times, bro. Three different oh, times. Wow. Yeah. It was that so is crazy. It was so trippy, man. 
I think my transatlantic flights have pretty much all been at night or like solidly during the day. I don't mm. think I've ever, I've definitely never been on one that was like during the dawn or dusk. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, dude. I basically like. You're like running like, away from the sun. Exactly. Yeah. You're <laughs> like beating the earth. <laughs> Turning at the speed. Yeah. That was, that was crazy, man. I mean, I downloaded a shit ton of stuff to watch on the plane, man. I don't know if you know uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I've band. heard of it. I've heard it's really, really good. I haven't seen it. Man, they're great, man. I, have, uh, I haven't heard it, but whatever. Dude, you should. You should. They have like, like over like 25 albums. They've been mm-hmm. out for like a few years only. And yeah. they have like this whole like universe story behind their albums. And I was trying to watch it on the plane. Super hard, man. Super hard. Like, I don't know if you've ever like downloaded shit for a plane i don't know if you're one of those people oh Dude, yeah that- i mean i usually have like audiobooks and shit too audiobooks i don't like man. to sleep the whole time but yeah i'm a i'm, I'm a big right. time audiobook guy i will listen right. to audiobooks and draw for hours yeah man you use audio uh, audible mm-hmm. nice, my man, library dude. i think has like 120 books Yo. or something like that nice dude holy shit man any recommendations just to like list the people real quick a million i mean man come um, on enlighten me (laughs) okay so if you want to go nonfiction, one of my favorite nonfiction writers is malcolm gladwell some really really fun books um he actually has a podcast too called revisionist history which has really gone down a little bit over the years i think he's because he's a it's it's a somewhat specifically themed podcast and I think you might be running out of like the the low hanging fruit stuff, but it's a uh, it's still a really good, a really great podcast. What's um, it called again? Revisionist history, Ooh. and it's basically about like misunderstood or or um, less understood historical topics, and they're usually in like half hour snippets. Oh wow! Um, but they he he he's really they're all really well researched and stuff. But his he has. Uh, a lot of books that he actually narrates himself and he does a he's great at narrating them and um uh david and goliath i think is my favorite one by him Mm. um outliers is also super good uh that's by him and uh um the tipping point is also really good i think david and goliath is my favorite blew my mind um one of the the central focuses. I'm actually think I'm uh, I think I'm going to uh, write one of my upcoming college papers kind of around this point. Hmm. But basically, the idea that that David was basically just like always going to beat to Goliath. Goliath never nev- never stood a chance. And so, like our our most famous like underdog story is about an underdog that basically brought a gun to a knife fight. And just oh. smashed somebody who he was always going to smash. And the other thing, this is, a, I don't think that Malcolm Gladwell talks about this. He, he said, I think he might have mentioned it somewhat, but this is, a, this is one of my pet theories. If Goliath was as big as uh, what the Bible says he is, um, he probably had late stage gigantism, like Andre the Giant. And people with gigantism in their early, early life, like, you know, late teens, early 20s, they're mega strong. I mean, they're they're fucking because they're fucking huge. Mm. But once they get into their late 20s, 30s, 
if they even make it to their forties, they, they, their bodies just break down. And Andre, the giant is one of the last, like probably the last well-known person with gigantism because we've had a cure for it for a long, long time. So if it's Mm. detected in early life, they just cure it. Um, But Andre refused the, uh, the treatment. So you you can see his, his, like his breakdown and and how fucking huge and strong and just like intimidating he could possibly be even though he's a super nice guy so you could imagine goliath being this incredible badass at like 23 you know fucking seven foot tall seven and a half feet tall 400 pounds could just smash people left and right Mm -hmm. and then he's in his 30s and he's the champion of the philistine army and this guy comes up with his sling which is basically the hard counter in uh in that particular time uh time period of military history for heavy infantry so you there was like actual slingers um who who would be used in battle to um to take out guys like goliath so you get you put this kid this quick little kid in there with a freaking sling and you, you got this guy possibly with late stage guy gigantism and a whole bunch of bronze armor lumbering around and he just gets smacked down with a rock. It's just like, yeah, David was always going to win. Goliath was the underdog and he got his ass kicked. So that, uh, that's, that's a, a fun, wow. A fun little recommendation for you. And, and um, he goes in Malcolm Gladwell goes into it ton of different stuff about the idea of the underdog in that book and it's it's a really really fantastic book so that would be a recommendation recommendation um that's that's something that i could go on and on and on about is like literature recommendations that's sick man but uh if if you're gonna go fiction i i just mentioned this in a recent podcast you might have heard if you've been going through the backlog but uh um, I'm a huge fan of HP Lovecraft. Um, and there's also another author that I learned about, uh, that is kind of in that same realm of writing. And he actually took a lot of, um, inspiration from Lovecraft, but he has a more modern bent on it. And his name is Michael Shea mm. and Michael Shea writes a, like a sort of Lovecraft, Lovecraftian, type horror stories but he puts it um he's he's dead now so he put them in the viewpoint instead of like academic people like lovecraft wrote it was like 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 hookers and uh drug dealers and um porn porn actresses and stuff like that like regular everyday low class people (laughs) and like the bottom (laughs) rungs of society and it's so cool. He he has incredible stuff. So um, cool. if you want to check out some fun horror fiction, check out some Fuck Michael yeah. Shea. Fuck yeah, man. I um I actually right now am reading trying to read Dune, actually. Oh, Dune's so good for Ooh. the first time. Love Dune. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, I've I've read <laughs> Dune twice and uh it's the basis of all of our modern sci-fi i mean star wars warhammer fucking uh star trek like all of it is is came um or is is at least heavily heavily inspired by dune yeah wow man Mm -hmm. 
And I also got the illustrated version. I don't know if you've ever seen cool. it. I, I've I've read it and I've I read it whenever I was younger and I, I mm. now have the auto audio book version. So how is that? Um, so the one they have is actually super good and really they, they do something that's kind of weird that that can be a little distracting. Yeah. Um, but it's it's still fun. Um, I'm glad that I knew what I knew I had already read the book before mm-hmm. I read it in this fashion, but they they set up like some of the parts in like a radio theater style where there's different voice actors and then but the majority of the book is just regular old narrator like any other audible book but some of the crucial scenes they'll they'll have they'll use voice actors for so some of the time you'll have Mm. one character that has a voice actor and then some of the time you'll have the narrator using a voice for it so sometimes that can be a little distracting that's weird but it's fun like they do a good job with the voice actors and stuff so it's still fun yeah man i'm excited man i'm excited i've I've always been a huge fan of that book man Mm -hmm. um but i've I've never really been able to read it and i'm trying to read it man it's pretty dense yeah it's kind of hard to read so it like and it's in that you know i think he, he wrote it in like the 60s or the 70s and uh oh so it's it's a little um, the language is a little antiquated in it. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah, mean, he almost he he was thinking about suing George Lucas. Really uh, for yeah. Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, because he Whoa. stole like, George Lucas took so much from Frank Herbert. Whoa! I mean, it was he. <laughs> Wow. I think there was one he, he finally just dropped it because he was just like, it's not even worth it. I'm a Hugo award winning author, like whatever. I mean, I he he definitely felt that George Lucas plagiarized him, but he didn't feel like it was worth going to bat battle about it. And he was getting old, he was getting old and, and you know, smart move. You know, you don't want to fucking spend your retirement going into a long, drawn out legal process just for your own pride. But wow. Um, wow, at one point he did say uh, he did say something along the lines of like, I feel like George at least owes me a very nice dinner or something. Wow, <laughs> that is insane, man. That's crazy. Just imagine that like a dinner of George Lucas and fucking Frank Herbert. bro. <laughs> I know, right? That would be I would, I would love it. As long, I mean, you two, as long as you two can get along. Right. I would love <laughs> to hang out. They don't kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! But man, yeah. I, before we move on, I wanted to mention. Um, I don't know how much I can talk about this, but fuck it. Um, we are writing the next collaborative book with uh, the TFH server. Oh, really? Yeah, so I, I, I have. I haven't been in the uh, the gatherings lately, so I, I have not heard that. I'm so excited. What's uh, what's the topic? It's actually really funny you you asked that because it it reminded me a lot of your David and Goliath story because the topic is actually um, like conspiracy theories. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I might, and, I might just do that for the book too. Bro. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's the coolest part, bro. Just say that David and Goliath, David was never the yeah. underdog. <laughs> there you go. man. Goliath but, was a paper tiger. <laughs> Dude, the funniest part is that Duncan is going to try to connect all of these stories somehow. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna put it like a story. That's behind amazing. It. it is amazing. Oh, that guy man. is so great. 
but yeah, yeah I, 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 I won't, uh, I won't elaborate on what we're talking about too much for the listeners. You're just going to have to leave this in mystery. This is, <laughs> this is, uh, you're going to have to get on Duncan's Patreon for this kind of thing. Yes. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're in, yeah. we're in an exclusive. This is a conspiracy for you. We're actually in an exclusive society. Uh, there where you we, can, we can't, we, we can't really talk about it. No, we can't. We can't let loose too much. Right. Um, but I will say that there is a book out there that you can get from our community that is about um, uh, cryptid erotica, shall we there say? There you go. That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see some uh, interdimensional horrors or maybe, you know, like a zombie or the Loch Ness Monster fucking. Um, or the 5G. Yeah. <laughs> can't forget 5g it's fucking amazing it's always it's all around us it's all around yeah. us. oh man I, I is is it is it actually out uh in, in stores and shit can you order it yet i, I know that it's like due for publishing but yeah yeah you, i you, thought that you could get it by now it's on I'll, amazon it's on kindle it's, i'll put um, in a link in the in the show notes for it yeah and all, all of the all of the proceeds are going to you know i'm i'm not even too sure exactly but i think it's uh ukraine it's i remember it was it's a it's a charity project yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a charity it's a fun thing you know it's not yeah. it's not to make money it's for fun but uh yeah, yeah i didn't cost i didn't write anything for the last one um and i was i was a little i was a little uh regretful of that but i don't really do i mean i've enjoyed some creative writing in the past but I don't do, I don't think I do romance well. <laughs> I yeah, was just man. like, oh, I don't know if yeah. I want to write an erotica story, but yeah. conspiracy theory story, I definitely want to get in on that action. So yeah. I'll oh, to, yeah. Uh, check out the Discord. And also with Duncan, man, like just working something with Duncan is incredible. Like yeah. he's so talented, man. And mm. well, he says he claims he'll be able to do this. You know, I believe him. You know, Duncan is fantastic. He's a he's great a artist. Real artist. Yeah. But it's this is going i think this is going to be very difficult it's oh dude if somebody like i said i've done some creative writing and holy shit yeah i already i think i already have my idea yeah yeah oh man i I have a really good idea but maybe you should just have to wait for the book man yeah well oh yeah we won't spoil your idea here we're just gonna have to buy it it's hilarious uh, yeah i actually have a little spoiler for you i'm in the works to have duncan on here oh no way dude nice yeah. man we've, we've been kind of playing a little bit of phone tag wow going back and forth where his schedule didn't work my schedule didn't work but uh but yeah it's it's um it's in the works wow dude congrats man that's so it fun i've been teasing Made a little it. bit but i have <laughs> I, I keep on saying like it's coming soon it's coming soon but wow it, like I said, we've you been, know uh, after that podcast you can officially like retire i think <laughs> That would be that will definitely be the culmination <laughs> of my podcasting career, no doubt about that. Man, if there's any way to go out, that's it. <laughs> but you know, it's yeah, it's 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 all downhill from here. From there, it's a yeah. huge, it's a huge inspiration, man. I just want to say, um, just your podcast, man. Well, thank you. Uh, it, every time that I think about like how to start, I I think about this. I think about our first podcast, and I think about you know how cool your podcast is and how chill of a guy you are 
and how truly like uh smoothly and transitional this whole thing can be if you just really just do it you know yeah it really does just come down to doing it and yeah man it's uh it's it's really valuable it's one of those things where like it is a pain in the ass to get the work done but right. when you look back on it it's incredibly satisfying yeah and you know now looking back um you know we have over 100 episodes out wow and congratulations it's man. fucking fun you know it's, it's so it's so cool to have like okay i did something cool like this and i don't even look i don't even bother looking at the the view counts or anything anymore i was yeah. kind of into that whenever i first started but i don't yeah. even give a shit anymore it's just like wow. i'm not i'm not in this yeah you know even though audience i love you guys i do love you guys right right um <laughs> but i'm not in this i'm not in this for you okay this is for me right but yeah, yeah it, it is for me you know i i love doing this right. i love getting to have conversations like this and, right, and getting to meet new people and it's just a really valuable thing to do. And once you kind of get started, it becomes a lot easier. And you already got the first step going. You got a, you got your microphone. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you ever need any help, like with, uh, with kind of how to do the the basic editing stuff, like mm -hmm. I have some 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 tips for you on that because it's there. The, the amount of work that I was putting into the first episodes. And still not even getting as much out of it. It's just ridiculous. Uh, now, yeah. now I, I know a couple little things, a couple little shortcuts that just make my editing process way easier and make it a lot less daunting to actually yeah. keep on doing the podcast. Because otherwise, you almost Thank you. burn out from all the fucking intensive work that you have to yeah, do. So, of course. Yeah, we'll uh, we can go over that later, but um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to help you out with uh, yeah. with doing a little podcast, and you know, it's it's uh, it's it's this little uh, positive mind virus of Duncan inspired oh, yeah. me to make one, oh, and now I'm uh, now I can help you out with one. So and look at great. that, man! Duncan's gonna be in your podcast, and you're probably gonna be yeah. on my podcast, man. <laughs> you know, full like, circle. It's a full dream circle, come true, and I man. guarantee you, he will he will go on yours if you ask him. He's super cool wow. about it. Wow. He's super cool about it. He went on Valos. That's true, man. Yeah, that was an incredible podcast, dude. Yeah, it was cool. It that was one really touched him, man. When they talked about uh, like the true significance behind addiction in cigarettes, that was, mm -hmm. you know, it was really Yeah, nice. yeah. The Artist Eye podcast by Valo Infinity for, for uh, any of the listeners out there. Got to give a great shout podcast. out to our boy Valo. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, man, talking about this really makes me like think about this concept of the bare minimum which is kind of like um, you can have like all the equipment in the world, the best editors, the best music, the best guests, but you know, you still have to put in like that, that little bit of work, you know, you gotta mm -hmm. like, no matter, no matter who, like where you at. And yep. if you look at, you know, if you look at it like from the other side, it, it's like you, you, as long as you get that done, like, you know, the little, little bit of work, it's crazy how the rest just kind of like goes with it. You know, yeah. it's like, um, do what you can with like what you have. And like, it's crazy how, like how much you can actually get, you know? Yeah. There's this great line, um, from, I forget exactly who said this, but it's basically out of, uh, hindu mythology around uh rama and sita 
and mm. uh, the Ramayana. I don't know if you if you've read that or are familiar with the story, but um, it's basically a big allegory for kind of how um, God or you know whatever you want to call it, the oneness um, it splits itself into two and then seeks back out its its lost part. And the and, and we as humans rep, uh, are represented by his by Rama's uh, mm. stolen bride Sita, mm. and um, there's a lot of like side poetry and stuff. But I, yeah. I read this one line that was basically like, I don't think this is actually in the Ramayana, but it's basically like for every step Sita takes towards Rama, Rama takes ten towards Sita. Wow. And the idea is that like if you put forth the effort, the universe is gonna give you right. more effort in return. Like like right. just like keep on doing it, keep on working and and you know, I, I don't I don't wanna make this like a total simplification of people's struggles because mm-hmm. obviously there's huge uh, examples of this not happening in the world you know there's lots of poor people out there that toil away every day and don't get anywhere with it because of shitty circumstances they don't have anything any control over but um i do think it's a good way to kind of uh to, to kind of look at things and look at your efforts especially when you're talking about like self-improvement and mm. and, and stuff that's meaningful you know yeah yeah, man. Um, it's 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 interesting that you say that because I actually recently like also read something similar. You know, the whole concept of the dance of God splitting himself into two and then the other and then coming back. And it's like you know, I think part of the reason why it originally splits off is to come back. You know, like the reason is kind of like the return, right? It's like yeah. to to get back, and so. Well, and also I would say to experience itself, you know, I think God splits himself the two in order to experience himself. You know, I think that was like another, another uh, type of story or, or whatever. But um, the, the concept here basically is that it kind of would work both ways, you know, in the sense of um, the universe working for you to kind of get back to God and also the universe working with God to kind of like um, elongate the the experiencing of itself, yeah. Of, because it loves it so much. Yeah, there's know? a that's and that's that's Ravana. You know, that's the demon prince right. that pulls that that pulls Sita away, and he's you know he's right. got this whole army. He's trying to keep Rava away. So right. there's definitely in all these sort of stories. There's always a foil. There's always a devil. There's always a right. You know, and and one thing that I do love about that story in particular is that Ravana is not not really painted as this like mustache twirling villain. Right. Um, one of the things that that was that stood out to me there was that Ravana definitely wants to fuck Sita. <laughs> and and it's like very, very clear and stated. Yeah. Yeah. But he but like based around like their views of karma and what he's supposed to do based around his honor, he can't rape her. So she has to give herself willingly to Ravana. So okay. his whole, his whole stick is just like I trying see. to woo her with like wealth right. and all this stuff. And then right. her in a garden and being like, 
one of these days you'll submit to me. You're going to get wow. in my bed. And wow. that's a, that's a, a, there's many layers of uh, metaphor in these stories, but one of the layers in that is kind of like that, you know, we have to give ourselves over to, to being shitty people. Right. You know, we have to, we're, we're put in this difficult situation. We're kidnapped by the demons, but it's still in our power to resist and, and we have to give in to being um, a bad person in order for, uh, in order for the demons to win. So I like right. that sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah. that sort of uh, lesson in there. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, if, if you look at the original, like this is also another level to it. If you look, if you look at the original reason for um, trying to fuck uh rami or whatever sita sita <laughs> try, try rami now that's a that's a fucking oh ship right there now that is that is right. something i do not want to look up rule 34 for <laughs> fanboy okay, well, rama <laughs> okay um so you know if technically god is everything right quite literally you know um everything that you experience is kind of god and so if there is the equivalence of going back to god you could say is kind of like and the, the orgasm right i think that's what they call it like the mm -hmm. the second orgasm or something like that yeah um or the big orgasm i think <laughs> yeah like yeah that. there is something like that i forget exactly but, what it is but yeah i know what you're talking about <laughs> but <laughs> they're much more open about sex around over there than we are over here but folks. here's the thing man like it's part of life you know it's beautiful yeah, that's that's why we're know, repressed over here we need to relax it's the portal of life you know it's, it's the, the only reason any of us exist <laughs> exactly it's kind of weird how like weird we think it is you know <laughs> so dirty that thing that made right me. right like <laughs> like why the fuck are we so fucking <sighs> but anyway if it the going back with god is the orgasm mm -hmm. you know many people would look at an orgasm and think the orgasm is the best part of sex right it's mm. like it but as soon as you orgasm it's over it's all over it's all over you know what i'm saying at least as a man <laughs> right you lucky gals out there get a little bit of a different process at least if you've got a good lover man right, right. But yeah i know i know what you i know what you mean so yeah you, you, you don't you don't want the you don't want the game to end you want to you keep don't it want going. to end the game so you want to elongate the orgasm as long yeah. as possible yeah you don't want to finish the game right? you want to and, keep playing the game and that's beautiful man you know I love that idea. And, and I've actually adopted that a little bit more in my because uh, I do enjoy like some video games and usually not the competitive kind, but sometimes I do some competitive stuff with uh, like with my friends. Um, but uh, I also play chess Ooh, and, and I like do some other stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to play some chess sometime. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're in the DTFH chess club, but we do what? Hey, yo. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we got a discord i'll send you the discord hey, yeah, uh, but yeah um 
I've learned that like when you're playing a game, it's way better to have fun than to win. And so many people yeah. get so wrapped up in, in like the only way I have fun is if I win the game, mm. but I would way rather like, and, and the same thing goes for like, uh, for example, like uh, to take them in a more athletic route, like a tennis match. Ooh. I, I play in tennis. Yeah. And, and if I go out there, if I were to play tennis with my girlfriend, who's never played tennis mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stomp her, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, of course I can, serve uh, over and over again and just play as hard as I can and just just you know de- demolish somebody who's never played tennis before that would be really right. really boring right. and it would make her sad she wouldn't have be having fun so right. it's not a good time yeah and likewise if there was somebody who's a lot better than me or somebody who I'm better than but can still play right and me or whoever's better than me is just smashing you into the ground over and over again. And you're not actually having any rallies. You're not playing the game much. You're just getting your ass kicked. That's no fun for anybody any, either. And unless you're mm. one of those people whose whose whole identity of fun and playing a game is wrapped up in winning. Right. So I've learned that, right. that the, that having a good game and an enjoyable, uh, yeah. you know, somewhat even match, yeah. is way more fun and satisfying for everyone involved yeah. than yeah. than just trying to win all the time. So oh, yeah. if I am going to be really like out outmatch somebody yeah. like you know if like if I'm playing Mario Kart, I'm pretty good at Mario Kart and and if I'm playing against somebody uh somebody who's a lot worse than me, you know, I'll use mm-hmm. a setup that is weird for me that like makes my game harder so I'm not mm-hmm. as good suddenly. Yeah. And and then it's a more fun match. So that's right. I think is a really important lesson for people to learn with yeah. just any kind of competition. Yeah. You know, I couldn't help but think about also working out as another example. Oh yeah. Right? Like, you know, if you go and sit down on the bench and you put on like some weights on there and you just mm-hmm. fucking do do it like as fast as you can, like yeah, you end up do, you end up doing 20 reps. But if you were to like slow down and really think about the muscle that you're hitting and, you know, you kind of like enjoy the, the, you know, you feel your, you got that connection with your muscle, you Mm -hmm. end up having a complete different experience. Yeah. After just doing 20 reps, you know, you did 20 reps, but you ended up with a whole better, you know, result. Five perfect reps are better than 20 bad ones. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and the same thing goes if you have uh, like too much weight on there and you're, you know, you're mm. all over the place and your, your form right. is shitty. And then, of course, you add you add in and really even with the high rep stuff, you add in the uh, possibility of hurting yourself, too. You're opening exactly. yourself up to injury and right. it's just total ego. And it's yeah, I mean, it's like, dude, nobody gives a fuck that you can nope. bench that yeah. much. Nobody cares how many yeah. times you can put that weight up. Dude, right. have you seen Mr. Steroids over here that could pick you up and wrap <laughs> you into a basketball? Like nobody, no, you're you're not you're not fooling anybody. You're not impressing anybody. Just do what's right. That will exactly. impress somebody if you look like exactly you know what you're doing. Right. Yeah, man. Exactly. It's like you need to have that balance because you need you need that little friction. You know, you you want to have that thing that drives you to. Mm-hmm. To keep going, you know, because at the end of the day, this is the only, 
the only fucking you know workout that we get or the only video game that we get it's not like we can just switch video games whenever we want you know and winning is not always fun winning can be the point of a game but i'll tell you what if you if you win and have nothing else in mind but winning and getting to the finish line and you have a person who actually like went through the little side missions talked to the npcs you know enjoyed the size probably the second person is going to have a much better time than the oh yeah first person absolutely absolutely you know at, at the end of the day the person who actually um well you know goes out and does the things you know especially the things that you don't want to do that person tends to have a lot more fun at the end of the night yeah I've, whenever I've played, uh, I haven't gotten the pleasure of playing too many games of War, Warhammer, but hmm. whenever I do uh, get to play Warhammer, um, I always fudge the rules because I'm, I'm, I always, you know, I'll play it with a friend. Uh, I've, I've played it with a friend a few times and I just let them borrow my army. And um, this is a, a tabletop game uh, uh, for, for the listeners. It's a, uh, um, I've talked about it before, but you have shitloads of my hand-painted plastic figurines. Um, oh, wow. So I've got like, you know, probably 80 to 100 of them. And uh, and I just let somebody play with half my army. And I always fudge the rules and, and basically just say like, you know, whatever is going to be cool for the game is, gonna, is how it's going to go. It's, it's kind of like a D&D campaign or gotcha. something like that, where it's like, you know, this is more about the narrative, more about the fun, more about the story. We're not in this to win. We're in this to drink beer and have fun and pretend uh, that we're uh, that our little plastic soldiers are shooting each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, pretty much what life is. Yeah. At the, at the end of the day, you put the board game up, you know, you go home and there you are, you know, you, you, you're there. You know, you don't really have like a you know, a choice. You're, yeah. you're, you're really here, you know, I guess you can distract yourself with shit, but at the end of the day, you're still going to be here. And, you know, any form of trying to get away from distracting yourself, I consider a form of distraction. So <laughs> it's really just like a huge paradox, you know, and just yeah. learning to be more curious and playful and just more friendly to yourself especially to your ego man. with yourself yeah i mean just a lot of people talk about hating on the ego bro. a lot of people hate on the ego but nah man that's you not gotta, the way to go no that's actually like the way to go you know like the ego is you gotta go that way yeah go towards gotta, the ego. you gotta make you gotta friend the ego. the ego there you yeah. go there <laughs> the you ego go. is your is where you're standing you know it's like yeah. what you got to work with it's part and and you know there's there's another thing in there that really bothers me um, about some people's understanding in this stuff like they they like to say that like and I think that this is kind of a misconception on uh, around the language and semantics of this stuff is like oh that's not you like none of this right. is you the real you right. is this other thing you know the the Atman or the self it's like well no it's the whole point is that it's all you exactly (laughs) 
you yeah. can't separate yourself from the ego and the and and the, the right. booty and the money and all these different parts right. of the mind. Like right. it's all you, and right. that's okay. Right. And and yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. Like nothing at all. And the the last thing you want to do is sit there and judge these parts right. of yourself that you're trying right. to disidentify with. And it right. doesn't mean you can't. You want to be like, okay, well. I'm an alcoholic or I'm a, you know, I've got anger problems or I'm right. my kids and uh, that's just who I am. And I was right. no, no point in changing that. Right. I mean, that's not the, that's not the point. There. Right. You're like, God damn it. I'm a terrible human being. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point. Like, don't do that. Just don't sit there and just be like, I am no, I am basically Hitler. What really, is wrong with me? And there's uh, nothing I can do. Right. I, I, someone should really do something about me, huh? <laughs> something really needs to be done here. I, I see. Don't, I, don't, I don't know how I've gotten away with it this long. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck I got here. <laughs> this is not good. That's all I got to say. But hey, uh, fuck me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Eric, oh, I think that's a good place to uh, to pause it for this time. Fuck yeah, man. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have you on again and I'll get with you. Uh, I'll get with you on that stuff uh, on podcast and send you some links. Dude, hell yeah. So. Thank you so much, man. It was, it was great to be here. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, man. Always. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and we'll have you back on again soon. All right, man. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We love you, and we will see you next time. Namaste, everybody.